0: Love, talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. My guest today is John Sullivan, and he at one point was the co-chairperson of the uh, Democratic Committee in New York State. So, John, I'm sure you have been watching um, Cuomo and how he's. Um, Over the past couple of weeks What's your Mm. impression
1: Well you know my My experience with the Cuomo family Cynthia dates back a long long way I first met Mario Cuomo in 1974 In Niagara Falls That's when he was at the state convention Campaigning to run for lieutenant governor He ultimately did run with Hugh Carey and he lost the primary to Marianne Kripsek. He then, when Hello. Kerry was elected uh, governor, he then was appointed secretary of state. So that got him a, an opportunity to go around the state and give talks. And oh, I, I got to know him you know, fairly well then. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in 1980, well, then he succeeded Marianne Kripsak. That's a whole story. I, I, have, I could tell you that one. Uh, let me skip by that for now. And then Mm -hmm. in 1982, he ran for governor himself against Ed Koch. And I was the chairman of Oswego County Citizens for Cuomo in 1982. And we had uh, Mario at my house. And then I knew him later as mayor. So my association with Cuomo Sr. dates back many years. And my association with Andrew dates back to his being a teenager. I say that because you're right there's something going on here and there's a, a kind of a metamorphosis of Andrew and the elegance, the eloquence and the compassion of Mario Cuomo is being demonstrated through his son who has risen to the occasion. I think in many ways to lead those of us in New York and, and certainly the nation uh, in these difficult times. I mean, he, uh, when you contrast his performance with the verbal limitations of the current um, mm-hmm. commander in chief, it's like comparing. You know, it's almost like Abraham Lincoln versus Elmer Fudd. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just the, the comparison is, is stark. But I think mm-hmm. that Andrew has kind of come into his own in a way. There, I, Andrew, there. I always said there are two Andrews. Uh, The humdrum activity every day of government, perhaps he's not as strong as he is when there's a crisis, when there's a problem, when there's an accident, when there's something that he can get hands on and help solve, he's very, very good at it. As a teenager, he used to work uh, with a tow truck crew on the Southern State Parkway. And uh, he just, he's, he's, he's a doer. He has not always been as eloquent as his father but as time marches on and he gets a few more gray hairs you can hear that kind of inner Mario Cuomo beginning to come out in his son Andrew. And I think that's a good thing.
0: A couple nights ago uh, the governor was on his brother's show, Chris Cuomo and Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Chris had, you know, mentioned the fact that, you know, everybody seems to like him now and him. And and, and he said, I'm the same person I always was. It was. He said it was like pop when he gave his um, speech in 1984. It was the same speech he gave many times before. Mm-hmm. But when he was in San Francisco, that was the right moment. So this is the right moment. Unfortunately, it's under terrible circumstances, but this is mm-hmm. the right moment, Andrew Cuomo.
1: I, I would agree, and I think he has stepped into the eloquent eloquence void. Um, he he does very well, and uh, and he, you know, when when Mario Cuomo wanted to run for a third term, I was reluctant to support him. It was 19, was it 2002, 2004, 82, 12 mm-hmm. years, yeah, 2002. I remember him mm-hmm. coming to Syracuse, and uh, he was at the On Center, and he got up and he started giving a talk, and I, I was standing there with my arms folded, saying to myself, Governor, come on, you know, it's, what can you do, what what can't you do in 12 years that you could do in 16. He didn't have a really good rationale for a fourth term in office. So I'm standing there and I'm listening to him and my arms are folded. And then as he's talking and going on, my left arm drops I'm listening and I'm getting more engaged. And I listen more and then my right arm drops. And then I'm listening and getting more engaged. And then I'm applauding. And I thought to myself, at the end of his talk, I was totally on board. He had that transformational ability. He was I always said that uh, Mario Cuomo was in many ways the premier uh, political polemicist of his time. He really could use rhetoric in such a a magical way. And Andrew at times echoes that in his father. At times he does not. However, in this crisis, he clearly is, as we say, uh, stepping up to the plate. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) In a sense, it's kind of like exactly what the doctor ordered.
0: For so long, for so many years, um, he was ridiculed, he was uh, criticized by the left in not being responsive and responsive to the needs of the people. And now he's really... He's really doing a great job. Um, you know, all, he, he all the, apparently is. I'm sorry, go ahead. All of the criticisms of him in the past, do you think that the, they have fallen by the wayside?
1: No. Um, as I said, there are really two Andrews. Right now, Andrew is shining. Uh, he, he can be dimmed by his own uh, wit at times, and I've seen it happen. But uh, interestingly, he apparently has recruited some of his old-time uh, assistants during this uh, crisis to help him out. And uh, he was mentioning the, the great team that he has. And I understand that he, he has uh, Larry Schwartz, who was secretary to the governor. I guess he's back at least temporarily. Alyssa DeRosa, Bill Mulgrew, who was a great administrator, and Steve Cohen, who was his former chief of staff. Steve Cohen and I never got along, but uh, he he was um, he was very close to Andrew, and he now has come back into the fold, and they are assisting the governor in his managing of this crisis, and obviously mm-hmm. um, helping. So I mean, it's like the stars have lined up for Andrew Cuomo, and in a way that would not ordinarily be expected. You know, usually in the third term, that's when you're power wanes when people get tired of you when, uh, well, his father for example, when he ran the third time, he got 17% of the vote in Oswego County Now Mickey Mouse yeah. was better than that and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he, he really should not have run for the fourth term so despite the fact that I dropped my arms and listened, my initial thought that Ought not to be doing this was really right. Nevertheless, uh, will Andrew run for a fourth term? I don't know, but clearly he is he is doing an outstanding job on not only a statewide but a national basis, and the country needs really? to hear the eloquence of an Andrew Cuomo. Many people don't remember Mario. I mean, it's twenty five or more years ago that he was uh, in public life, so a whole generation is. Mm-hmm has grown up not knowing about Mario Cuomo. So um, so it's good to hear echoes of, of Mario in Andrew. And I, I have to say the banter between Chris and uh, Andrew to me is personally interesting because uh, I, I had you know, more than one occasion. I had a chance to talk to Mario uh, one-on-one and I, I, I'll never forget being in New York City. Uh, we had a, uh, ribbon cutting for uh, Democratic headquarters. And there was some type of a security threat. So the NYPD ushered us all into this room. Back then, we didn't have cell phones like we do now. So there we were. There were like four of us in this room for at least an hour. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I I had a chance to really talk with Mario Cuomo. And At the time, the question was, you know, what is Andrew going to do? What do you think? And I kept pushing him on, you know, what about Andrew? I'd supported Andrew when he first ran for governor in 2000 against Carl McCall. And that was a a disaster. Then I supported Mm -hmm. him when he ran for attorney general. And so anyway, I, I was kind of puffing up Andrew. And every time I would say something really good about Andrew, Mario Cuomo would say, but you know, Christopher this or Christopher that and mm-hmm. I'm so proud of Christopher and I thought to myself gosh I get the sibling rivalry thing you know if anything Mario was uh, Christopher was kind of Mario's more if there's a favorite I, you know, I think he was more the favorite than Andrew was so Andrew mm-hmm. all his life tried to kind of make up for that
0: well he's making up for it in a big way currently well it's interesting when when the governor appears on his brother's program to there's little snide remarks between them it's it's kind of fun to listen to what they're saying you know, to one another you know what, it, you know what i think
1: it's a uh, it's amazing because remember how they used to call mario Cuomo hamlet on the hudson that he would talk right. to you debate with himself watching mm-hmm. christopher and andrew is like watching mario debate with himself. It's like the two sides of Mario being split in the two okay. sons okay. as they okay. have a conversation.
0: <laughs> and there's there's like ten years difference in age between the two of them,
1: right? I think so, yeah. I think uh memory serves I think is maybe forty nine and Andrew's like sixty two. Mm-hmm. I'm right. I'm seventy three, so I'm I'm a One generation almost older than Andrew And he's almost a generation Older than his brother Christopher But obviously Christopher's done very Well in his broadcast career As has Andrew in his political career
0: I wonder I wonder how Their sister is doing because Their one sister Is a nurse, a doctor I'm sorry, she's a doctor Mm -hmm. And I wonder how she's doing With this whole thing I don't know,
1: I mean I didn't get to know them very well. I think Madeline is the one who I knew, maybe at least fleetingly. I'm trying to think of the other names of the other two sisters, but uh, one, one married a, a shoe... Working, right? Yeah, she, one of them married a shoe uh, magnet. i trying to think of his name. Ken Cole. Oh. Uh, Cole, right. That's a pretty big right. name in fashion. I think that's mm-hmm. Maria, who married Ken Cole. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Cuomo's have certainly... You know, made their mark in a myriad of ways,
0: and continue to do so. Right. So, you know, we're talking about Andrew Cuomo today, uh, March twenty-fifth, and the election is um, seven months away. Mm-hmm. From your, from your, from what you see, what do you see as long-term projection as to what's going to happen to Andrew Cuomo?
1: You know, uh, it's it's almost like the snow globe got turned on its head, and you don't know where the flakes are flying. Uh, You don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, here we have a political campaign between now two rivals, Biden and Sanders, that seems Mm -hmm. to have just kind of – the lights have been dimmed so to speak. Yeah. And everyone is focused on the uh, on the crisis at hand, which of course is, uh, we have good reason to be focused on it. So with the strength of his performance, inevitably he's going to be bandied about as a potential something, whether it be president or vice president or, or I mean, his leadership is not going unnoticed. I I would think uh-huh. the only scenario in which he could perhaps become the candidate, would be if for some reason Joe Biden decided, you know what, I'm ready to pass the torch. And should Biden decide that and annoy Cuomo, you have a whole new ballgame. I would not rule that out, although I don't think it's likely. It certainly uh, would be a possibility.
0: I uh, uh, You know, I, I don't rule it out either, John, and I think it's more likely than we realize right now, because if if, well, Andrew, Cuomo, oh, if Andrew Cuomo, Andrew keeps going on TV every day, and he's invoking uh, his his mother, he's invoking his his daughters, he's pushing all the right buttons. He's a genius at this.
1: Is and he has the genius family with buttons to push. Matilda Cuomo is an amazing, amazing woman. She was a teacher. She's just a kind, generous, thoughtful, um, wonderful woman. And so obviously she's had her impact on her boys and it shows. And the more he appears and talks sense to the American. Appears and talks nonsense and babbles. Just clear the clearer the contrast becomes. If I were advising Trump, I'd pull him to the side and put some duct tape on his mouth. <clears throat> you know, he, he, he's not okay. He's not acquitting himself in any way competently. Um, but you know, he has this need for adulation, as do most political leaders. With Trump. It's uh you know, it's it's uh, because of the basic narcissism, it's like a, a hunger that can't be completely fed. So instead of going on for five minutes, getting the point across and going off the podium, he's gotta ramble on about god knows what. And and right. people you know people get finished watching them and go, What was that? And by the same right. time they get done finishing watching Cuomo and it's like, Holy cow you know, we better mm-hmm. pay attention. So the the contrast is is marked. The effect of it long term is still a moving uh, uh, question, I guess. It's a the question bouncing in the air. But um, clearly, uh, I think we could all and should all be proud of the performance of New York's governor in this crisis. He's he has led us well, clearly, strongly, and he has demonstrated uh, great perseverance. And he has, a, he has a mind like a steel trap and a, and a will just as steely. And I think, as, as I said, it's kind of like for a crisis like this, it's just what the doctor ordered.
0: Do you think he's as intelligent as his father?
1: Well, I can't. I don't know what uh, IQ standard would be applied? I would think so. You know, okay. um, <clears throat> I, I my IQ is the same as my dad's, as it turned out. Uh, I remember him. He somehow got it when he was in the service. He found out what his IQ number was. And I, when I was in high school, it was the exact IQ of my dad. I mean, the apple doesn't fall very far. But uh, Mario mm. was brilliant. His sons and daughters are brilliant. And we are are fortunate to bask in that uh, brilliance at the moment. Not to say that there aren't parts of Andrew that uh, can be self-defeating. We've seen that. But what's Mm -hmm. interesting to me, the other day, Bob McManus, who's a longtime New York Post columnist and has been one of the chief critics of Andrew for many, many years, he wrote Mm -hmm. a glowing column about Andrew. I was like, whoa. Whoa. It's almost like Fred Dicker singing his praises, you know. Uh, Bob McManus singing the praises of Andrew Cuomo. Also, Chris right. Churchill in the in the Times Union. As mm-hmm. You know, Churchill has been always been critical of Cuomo, and he's giving the uh, quote unquote "the devil is is due." So, when right. your most ardent critics are singing your praises, you're obviously doing something right.
0: Now, I'm um, originally from Claims. And it would be my biggest political joy to see the presidential race with two guys from Queens That would be yes, my dream very... <laughs>
1: well you you may get that, but they certainly have very different moxie, but there is kind of right. a Queen's moxie no matter what, and that's a good thing.
0: Mm-hmm now you- right before the show began, you said you had a a good story to tell. We have some uh some time left can you get can you tell your story?
1: Oh, you mean the story about how Mario became lieutenant governor sure yeah uh, i was yeah. County, i was county i was county democratic chairman at the time and preparing i was out uh, actually pruning my rose bushes and my wife called me in and said. Um I see the uh, lieutenant governors on the line I said what? So I came in I took the phone it was Mar- uh, Marianne Kripsack, and she was telling me John I can't run with this guy I'm done anyway, speaking of Hugh Carey she had nothing good to say about him she said I'm calling you and a few other chairs just to let you know that I am I'm quitting I'm dropping off the ticket I said governor can you think a little more harder on this or can you hit the pause button or finally I said have you um... now? Said, okay well thank you I got off the phone with her and I thought holy gee here I am in Oswego New York I've just been told by the lieutenant governor that um, she's bolting the ticket and the governor doesn't mm-hmm. know it so I thought you know what I uh, I have to call the governor so I called the uh, mansion and all and he got through the state police. And he was actually in a helicopter on his way back from New York City. So they passed me through. And I said, Governor, I have some very uh, startling news for you. I just got off the phone with your lieutenant governor and she's going to uh, quit the ticket. And he said, she is blah, blah, blah. She's calling chairman and saying that? Yes, sir. He said, well, a few other choice words. And then he said to me, he said, well, John, what would you do? And I said, I'd have a cup of tea, and I'd sit down, and I'd try to make dice. And we were back. Thank you. Thank you. Please keep this between us. Okay, fine. About six or more hours go by. I then get a call from John Burns, who was then the state chair of former Mayor of Binghamton saying, well, it's true, she's leaving the ticket and that's it. I appreciate if you just keep this between us for now. So the next day Mm -hmm. they're announcing that she's leaving the ticket and now the the question becomes, who will replace her? At the time, Hugh Carey was not very popular. And so the question was, where are we going to get somebody to fill out the ticket? And I thought, you know what? Mario Cuomo, Terry of State. So I called Mario Cuomo, and I said, Mr. Secretary, you know, you really need – at the time, he wanted to run against Bob Abrams for attorney general. And I said, you know, forget about running for attorney general. We need you to run for lieutenant governor. Governor Kerry needs the support that you have. you will round out the ticket. And with you on the ticket, I'm sure we'll We'll win. And he was like, well, I don't know. And, you know I, I want to run for attorney general, and why doesn't he get Bobby Abrams or something? He But he went on and on, and then he said, well, all right, John, thank you. About two hours later, all of a sudden I see on TV, news conference. There's Hugh Carey standing next to Mario Cuomo, and they're announcing that they're the new ticket. <laughs> so that's kind of a back door, back room story of what happened. I I mean, I had a a small uh, minor role uh, to play, but after that, every time I saw the governor, I would say, just remember, I'm the first guy that ever asked you to run for lieutenant governor. He'd nod. Yep, yep, I know, John. Mm -hmm. So we had that kind of a banter back and forth, the relationship, Mm -hmm. which I cherish.
0: The uh, the one conversation I had with you, and you know, a lot of people haven't seen Andrew Cuomo's human side. Uh, and I think this is an important story to tell. When your wife was ill, uh, mm-hmm. Andrew Cuomo would call your wife and ask yes. how she was yeah. feeling. Can you tell us a little uh, yeah, that I, I, story? I, I, also? Yeah, I would
1: come home, Cynthia, and she'd be on the phone and I'd say, who's that on the phone? And she kind of waved me away. And I go, who is that? She waved me away again. I said, come on, who is on the phone? And she put her hands over the phone. She said, it's just Andrew Cuomo. And he was the (laughs) secretary at the time, the personal side of Andrew,
0: the good side. And and I think people are seeing Andrew Cuomo's humanity right now. And Mm -hmm. people are, uh, they're so full of anxiety and stress, and and that he's more or less a, a, some a comforting type thing at this point, mm-hmm. and that's not bad because uh, Trump surely isn't providing any comfort for the American people, which is unfortunate. So um, if I had, if
1: I had a choice between which ship to get on. Trump is, is the captain and Andrew is the captain of the other, there's no question that I go on Andrew's ship. He's a much better captain. He's much more in command. And he's, I think, capable of making us sail forward while the other fellow is going to have us running in circles. And
0: Especially the fact that Trump wants everything back to normal by Easter, which is in just a couple of weeks. That's not going to well, happen. You know what?
1: Hey, Cynthia. Don't you believe in the Easter Bunny? <laughs> <laughs> I think if you believe in the Easter Bunny, yes. April 12th, going wow. to come. sun's going to come out, rain's going to dry up, and everything's going to be just hunky-dory. Yep, I don't think
0: so. So I think as this whole uh, crisis evolves, John, I'd like you to come back on Focus on Albany to share your thoughts. And you've been well, thank you. I, to I always you. enjoy your, your
1: uh, I always enjoy speaking with you, Cynthia.
0: Thank you. Um and I always enjoy speaking with you, John. Um thank so you. you've been listening John Sullivan, who's the former Democratic Chairman of New York State. And this is Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. And if you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, download on your smartphone, subscribe to iTunes. give have a comment about this show, hashtag Focus on Albany. John, thank you so much. I'm sure you'll have a number of stories as this evolves. Have a great day. and stay, Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Stay,
1: stay strong, Cynthia. Stay strong. Take care. Bye.